And I knew if I started to just embrace my feminine name as my own label, as my own name to create and identify with, that I could rewrite the story. And I could eventually be proud of who I was. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode one of the Follow Your Path podcast. I am so excited to be here, and I just want to say thank you for supporting me on this journey. I want to take this first episode to introduce myself, or maybe reintroduce myself as Vina Lene. My spiritual name, the name of my brand, and No matter where you've met me over the past 38 years, I'm going to take some time to share the whole journey of my name in this first episode and a little bit about who I am and how I came about the decision to launch this podcast. I really want to share the journey, you know, basically of how I transformed into this person who I am now and what she's all about. And first and foremost, I am known as Rachel. And Rachel or Rachel Parker, that was the name given to me at birth. That's my maiden name. And I still go by Rachel pretty much every single day. And some days I don't even go by Vina Lene, but she's certainly always there in the background. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that now. So you may know me as Rachel or Rachel Parker. You may also strictly know me as Rachel Grant, my married name. Or you might know me as Lene Grant. Maybe you've met me only through the world of social media. So you may know me as Rachel Lene or 
Lene Grant. And Lene Grant is a bit of an alias I created a few years ago. I was, it's a long story, but I was basically in a mood about social media and I decided to be more private about my personal account. So I changed my first name to my middle name uh, combined with my married name and made it just a little bit harder for people to find me. And I knew that if people were going to friend request me, I was only going to accept people I knew and it'd be highly unlikely people could find me unless they knew actually knew who I was. So that was the plan when I changed my name to Lene Grant, or if you've only known me as that, if you've seen me on uh, social media by that name. You may know me as a different name. You may know me only as Vina Lene. I have some other names floating. Locally, I've been called things like Mother Moon or That Moon Yoga Girl because the name of my yoga studio is called Mother Moon Yoga. But no matter how you know me, all titles apply. I'm gonna talk about all of the nomenclature in this episode today. Okay fam, just checking in. How are you doing? Are you still with me here? We're about to dive in. And this first episode, I know it's gonna be a little long, but I really wanted to include bits and pieces of my entire journey because maybe you only know a certain chapter of my life or maybe this is your first time meeting me all together. So I want to give you the full scope, the full picture of how I came to be who I am today doing what I do and I just want to let you know that it's a bit of a journey. So get ready, get yourself cozy, get yourself comfortable get ready to dive in with me. And if you stick around until the end of the podcast, I do have a freebie for you. So so tune in with me just a little bit longer here and I will make it worth your while. Okay, back to my story. Let's start at the beginning, right when I was on the cusp of my spiritual awakening. At the time, I was known as Rachel Parker. I wasn't married yet. I certainly wasn't in this world of spirituality and the metaphysical. I was working in the corporate world. I was a multi-store retail manager, and I meditated a little bit, but I didn't really know anything else about yoga. I had actually learned to meditate at a retreat for women with bleeding disorders. So side note, I'm a hemophiliac, factor eight deficient, and That's really for a whole different episode, but what you need to know now is that having this genetic disorder does bring on a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. You know, I was impacted by this disease from the get-go, from birth, because not only was I born with it, but my father had it as well. Again, I'll talk about this deeper in another episode, Uh, but also just as a woman myself with the disorder, I have to think about that in regards to... Uh, my own health, in regards to conceiving children. There's just a lot of stress and anxiety that kind of revolves around this genetic disorder that I was born with. And we were touching base on this at this retreat for women with bleeding disorders. And we were taught the tools of meditation to help alleviate that stress and anxiety. And from the very first experience at this retreat, the meditation had such an impact on me that I started meditating almost every day. I certainly meditated every day before I went to work. So at the retreat, we were gifted this CD with the guided meditations on it, and I would 
put the CD in my car. I would, you know, get to work, park my car, pop the CD in, hit play, and just take five to 10 minutes to myself before starting my day. And that's where it really all began. This regular meditation practice, not knowing anything else about yoga. But what I started to realize is that by doing this practice every day or on a regular basis, I actually shifted my whole attitude towards my work, towards my life. The meditation practice, it became a coping mechanism that worked better than any workout, any prescription, any drink, you know, any other mechanism that I was using to try to handle it all. And when I learned to meditate, I also learned how much I was in control of my own energy and my mental clarity. And it also helped me perform better at my job. So meditation on a regular basis, I just want to emphasize that that's where it began for me. Now, of course, once you start down the spiritual path, it's almost like you can't stop. The momentum starts to build and this corporate job that I had wouldn't last. Over the months of uh, the end months of 2012, the beginning of 2013, I lost my job and I sort of went on a soul journey to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I had been with this company for almost a decade. I kind of thought that was where I was headed as far as my J-O-B job, as far as what I was going to do in my adult life. And when I lost that job, I came to a crossroads of, hey, now I have an opportunity to start over and I can do anything I want. I can pretty much do anything that makes me happy for a living. So Honestly, I started waiting tables and bartending, and then I became a certified fitness instructor on the side because I really liked fitness. I liked group fitness. I really liked to work out. And so that's kind of where it started. And then down the road, I became a PIO instructor. And then after that, I went on to become a certified yoga teacher. One kind of led to the other, and the more I got into the yoga, the less I focused on the fitness. And by the time I became a certified yoga teacher in 2015, I really was barely teaching any other fitness at all. Now, also during that time of becoming a yoga teacher, I did get married. I started going by Rachel Grant. And then shortly after that, I made that little shift on social media to Lene Grant. So I mentioned before that I was kind of in a mood about social media, but to be honest, I was kind of in a mood (laughs) about life. I had recently stopped taking prescription birth control for the first time in 16 years. There had been some information that came out around that 2016-ish, 2015-ish time talking about how prescription birth control could contribute to Uh, feelings of anxiety and depression. And I had certainly gone through those, um, you know, emotional mood swings. And to the point that my husband was the one that pointed it out. He said, hey, you know, maybe this is something that you need to look into. Maybe you need to think about getting off of prescription birth control. At the time we were married, we were thinking about starting a family. And so it just seemed like the right thing to do. And so I did kind of quit things cold turkey. I just stopped taking my birth control the next time that I was on my period. And after that, I went through some pretty serious 
mood swings, just in that um, transition as my hormones were trying to taper off. And so with that, I started to get very um, just kind of territorial. I wanted to set boundaries. I got a lot more private with my life. I just didn't, it was almost like I woke up out of a mental fog and I realized how much of my own personal energy was being given to the outer world, whether I knew it or not. Again, at that time, I was more in my spiritual journey as well, becoming a yoga teacher. So now doing a physical yoga practice and meditating every day, making the decision to be a little bit healthier with my life and a little bit more natural. So when I came off the prescription birth control, it was like this awakening moment where I was like, I have to protect my energy. And with that, a big part of my energy was out there on social media. And so I said, I'm going to change my name. I don't want people on my um, Facebook page that I don't know. I don't want people on there that wouldn't even know who Lene Grant is or either one of those names. I just don't want that openness on my social media page anymore. And so at that point, you know, when I was in that mood, I did change my name uh, to Lene Grant. And then I, you know, I continued to be on social media and I still am. And as I met other women and people only on social media, I realized, well, some people might only know me as that name. And sometimes people do refer to me as Lene Grant, not even knowing (laughs) that my first name is Rachel. So I almost think Mission accomplished. Okay, I have an alias. We're good to go now in the social media world. And uh, I'll just I'll just put a little side note in there. You know, my page is still private. At the time of this, Facebook still exists. I don't friend request people that I don't know. Um, even if they know people that I know, unless I know them personally, I just don't friend request them. It's nothing personal. I have a child, I have a family, I have a private life and I want to keep it private. And I just keep that Lene Grant Facebook page private. But I am certainly open on my business page, Vina Lene, or any of my other social media accounts that you can reach me at there through the Vina Lene name. Um, I'm always available for you to message or you can comment on my posts and all that jazz. So I just want to put that out there. Please do not friend request me through Lene Grant, because it's just going to sit there in the um, infinite friend request waiting land. I'll just probably eventually delete it down the road. So, okay, side note over, back to my identity crisis. It's important to note that just a few months before all of this, before I started, you know, developing this alias and changing my name, before I got off prescription birth control, before I became a yoga teacher officially, at my actual yoga teacher training, I was given a message by my teachers that really was one of the most important messages of my life. This message truly shifted me to where I am today. Doing this podcast, being Vina Lene, helping women heal themselves, it all started with this message from my teachers in my yoga teacher training. They told me to soften into my feminine. 
And that might seem like a simple thing, but at the time of my training, I was very masculine. I was into power yoga. You know, before that I came from the world of fitness. I really liked to muscle up things. I just didn't really relate to women very well. I didn't have, I still do not have a strong, I do not have any relationship with my mother. So there's just no relationship there. I, at the time of this recording, do not have a relationship with my sister, although the estranged relationship comes and goes. I just don't relate to the feminine, or at that time, I did not relate to the feminine in the way that I do now. And it was that guidance, that message for me to soften into my feminine that really brought me to where I am today. So I just want to say shout out to Ganga and Kate. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that message. It was just so life-changing to me, and I hold so much gratitude for that shifting moment in my life. So again, thank you, Kate. Thank you, Ganga. Love you so much. In addition to the advice I had been given by my teachers, I was also given a mantra that from Sanskrit basically translated to honoring the goddesses Durga, Lakshmi, and Parvati. And this was for me to help cultivate this divine feminine energy within me on a regular basis. So, you know, this feminine essence that was so foreign to me, I needed something to kind of bring me into it. My teachers realized that and Ganga gave me a beautiful mantra to chant to help to cultivate this shakti or this feminine energy. And to be honest, as I started to chant that mantra every day, I did start to become more attracted to really all things feminine. I'm talking fertility, pregnancy, birth, menstruation, the moon, learning how a woman's fertility cycle relates to the moon. Remember at the time I was getting off hormonal birth control. So I really needed to understand my fertility cycle if I wanted to continue to manage when or when I didn't, you know, want to get pregnant. And by the way, that's something that we will bring up later on on the channel because I think knowing about your natural fertility cycle is such a lost piece of feminine wisdom in this modern day world. And if you're like me, who is just thrown on birth control at the age of 16, you might know nothing about your fertility cycle. And there is no shame in that. I learned nothing about my cycle until I was almost 30 years old. So I just think that this is lost wisdom and we need to share it with the world. And so I will definitely do an episode and talk more about this. But you know, in addition to all of that, I also became fascinated with things like Hindu mythology and Tantra yoga, learning more about the Hindu goddesses and, you know, Durga, Lakshmi, Parvati, and Shakti energy itself. And this is also where kind of a second shift happened in my life because I wrote Shakti spiritual pilgrimage on my vision board to help me manifest a trip to India, to help me better understand really all of it, you know, the Shakti energy and this whole path of spirituality and this path of being a yogini that had started to um, unfold in front of me 
I needed to know more about it. And I felt this strong pull to get back to my yogi roots and get back to India. It was almost as if I had experienced a spiritual life in what I call the motherland before. And it's really hard to explain right now, but it was just this feeling that I had to go there, like, like it was my destiny. So as I started to soften into the feminine, as I became more attracted to all things feminine, including this basic, uh, you know, root energy of the feminine essence itself, Shakti energy, I decided that it was time for me to set that goal or set that dream to learn more and to go to the motherland of India and really dive in. Now, this is where I realized finally, for the real first time, that I actually had a creative, magical force within me. The day that I wrote down Shakti spiritual pilgrimage on my vision board, that's just how it came to me, by the way, like the wording of it. I knew that I wanted to go on a pilgrimage to India, not just like a vacation or a trip. I didn't want to do a retreat. I wanted to do a spiritual journey, so I wanted to go on a spiritual pilgrimage. I also knew that I wanted to revolve it around the essence of the Shakti. So I wrote down Shakti, spiritual pilgrimage, on my vision board. And the day that I did that, I happened to be listening to a talk online about Tantra yoga. Now, I wrote the phrase on my vision board during the day, and I was listening to the talk later that evening. And at the very end of the talk, the guest speaker announced that she was leading a, quote, sublime Shakti pilgrimage, unquote, <laughs> to India coming up in a few months. I'm going to say that again. Her journey to India, her group pilgrimage was called the Sublime Shakti Pilgrimage to India. So my jaw dropped when I heard this. I mean, I had literally just written this on my vision board that day. Had I seriously just manifested that? Now, I'm not somebody that's lost to the world of manifestation. I had been working with the tools of the law of attraction for several years at that point, but I still just couldn't believe that I had manifested something that huge that quickly. I mean, I had always kind of gotten what I wanted. I was one of those people and we can talk about that manifestation energy in another episode, but I still just couldn't believe that I had conjured up literally verbatim the thing that I had dreamed to receive. So yes, I did not hesitate. I signed up for the trip. I worked my butt off to scrape and save for it. And I went on a trip to India that forever changed me and made me who I now am today. It really was a path of destiny and I chose to follow it when I was given the opportunity. And holy cow, a journey did I go on.
In November and December of 2017, I traveled through India for over a month, first with the Shakti Spiritual Pilgrimage Group, and then on my own. It was a trip like no other, and it will need its own series of episodes to chat about it all. But the most important takeaway in regards to this episode is that this is the pivotal moment where I received my spiritual name, Veena. So for those that don't know, the Veena is an instrument played by Saraswati, and she's another Hindu goddess, and this instrument represents her music and also her song or her voice. Veena means channeler of the divine. This was such a big name for me to embody, and when I received it, I was so blown away that I just wrote it down in my travel journal and I sort of swept it under the rug for a while, mostly because my journey to India overall was 50-50. It wasn't an amazing journey overall. It wasn't a horrible journey overall, but it kind of came to a neutrality when I took everything in. And it was such an emotional journey that adding this huge name on top of it all was just a little too much for me to take in. And to be honest, I really didn't feel divine at all by the end of my trip because during my journey through India, I found out I was pregnant. And then on my flight home, I lost one of two of the twins. The other loss would happen three weeks later, and after going through such a trip through the Shakti, both the life, the, you know, the birth, the life, the death, I just needed to kind of break away from all of it again. So I kind of came back to this hatred of the feminine. Um... It's another story for another time, my whole journey of loss. But during that first pregnancy loss, I had a lot of feminine wounds rise up. So I had deep, deep mother wounds rise up and sibling wounds and, you know, just wounds around the concept of femininity altogether. You know, I had gone on this journey. I had taken my teacher's advice. I had followed the advice of my gurus and softened into my feminine and gone on this month-long spiritual journey to find out who I was as a woman. And then still, I couldn't do this most basic feminine thing, you know, conceive successfully and bring life into the world. And I know other women that have gone through pregnancy loss have gone through this as well. And for those that understand, I am with you, sister. And for those that don't get it, it's okay. But just know that when you go through a journey like that, you feel like a little bit of a failure. And I had that feeling of failure within me. So during the grief of my pregnancy loss, I really, again, broke away from the feminine. I let go of chanting my mantra every day. I let go of reading all my books about Tantra that I had picked up from my spiritual pilgrimage. I stopped um, meditating on my Sri Yantra every day. I even let go of the name Lene 
in my alias online and I changed my name back to Rachel Grant. Now, I haven't talked much about this name, but Lene is not only my middle name, but it's also the name of my feminine lineage. It's my mother's middle name as well, and it's her mother's name, my Nana. My Nana's name was Lena Leatris, and the name might go beyond that, but I'm not in touch with my mother or that side of the family, and my Nana has since passed, so I'm really not sure, but it was a name also given to me, and at the time of me dealing with all of these mother wounds and all of these feminine wounds, and especially dealing with the pain that I had a mother who wanted nothing to do with me when I was somebody who wanted to become a mother so badly, who wanted a child so badly, that this name, this name that came from my mother, it just stung. When I thought about it, when I said it, when I read it, it stung to the core. And after my pregnancy loss, I just decided that it hurt too much and I wanted to block out anything related to my mother and therefore I dropped that name, Lene. But to be honest, no matter how I identified, no matter how much I tried to ignore all of these feminine wounds, they continued to fester. They continued to rise up. They continued to expose themselves for me to confront and eventually, I had to take my medicine to heal. I had to come to terms with my name. And honestly, another episode for another time, but I had to come to terms with the generational trauma and karma that I had inherited through my feminine lineage. Now, this is deep stuff. But we inherit stuff from our parents, from our grandparents, from beyond. It's ancestral stuff that sometimes we take on. And I had to radically accept that I was the one put on this planet at this point in time to do all of the work to heal these wounds along my generational bloodline. And I knew if I started to just embrace my feminine name as my own label, as my own name to create and identify with, that I could rewrite the story and I could eventually be proud of who I was as Lene, as a part of my ancestral line. So in that moment of awakening, I changed my name back to Lene Grant. I also casually started tossing around the alias Mother Moon, just affiliating with my studio. And it's funny because a few months later after that, I did get pregnant successfully and I had my son nine months later. Whether I was identifying as Rachel, as Lene Grant, as Mother Moon, I finally started to become more comfortable with who I was. But the feeling didn't last. <laughs> Just being honest. After I had my son, I was in the postpartum phase and obviously had to change the way that I worked. I moved a lot of my work online. And I think just with that, you know, increase of me needing to put my energy out in the online world again, I started to go through another identity crisis. I started to feel weird about my energy and what, 
you know, social media accounts I wanted to have public or private, which ones I wanted to have for my business, how I wanted to handle it all. And I started juggling around all these different names for my accounts, for my different platforms, for my website. I couldn't figure out a domain name. I really couldn't figure out, you know, did I want to be Mother Moon? Did I want to be Rachel Lene? Did I want to be Lene Grant? Did I want to be something else? Who knows? There were so many names I was tossing around at the time. But one name, one name always spoke to me from my heart. And every time it rang in my ears, it just felt true. And that name was Vina Lene. It was my spiritual name, that one that I had been gifted on my journey, the one that I had swept under the rug, but bit by bit, as I had become a mother, I was starting to finally identify with. It was in secret, it was behind closed doors, but I was finally starting to believe that I was this voice of the feminine, this instrument of the divine, and it came from me trusting my own intuition and really just experiencing things like spot-on accurate Reiki sessions with clients. You know, even those I had never met before, things would come through in sessions that there was no way that I could know in any other way except to be connected to spirit. And, you know, I had ancestors and animals of loved ones coming through. I started to develop this mediumship thing I started intuitively reading tarot cards and I found that my interpretations always aligned. And when I dove more into the moon and astrology and started to channel and, and write out everything that came through, when I would compare it later to other people's interpretations, I realized that my stuff was just the same as everybody else's. You know, my channelings and my words and my wisdom was similar to, you know, the information that was being channeled by some really popular influencers. And I, it was funny, along the journey, of course, I was asking myself, like, is this really happening? Like, is this coming out of me? Am I really as good as some of these other people that I've followed in my spiritual journey? And the truth is, yes, yes, I was. And the more I strengthened my skills of divination, which is, by the way, known as the language of the divine, think about it, divination, the more I strengthened that, I started to realize that I was that voice or channel for the divine to move through. And the more I accepted this gift that I had been blessed with, the more I just wanted to reintroduce that piece of myself to the world. So in late 2019, I created an Instagram account and a Facebook account called Vina Lene. I started fresh. I didn't rename old accounts. I came out into the world, so to say, came out of the spiritual closet as Vina Lene. And shortly after that, thanks to an online course for female entrepreneurs that I had taken and a great business coach that I had learned from, I made the decision to finally build my whole brand 
around this name. Vina Lene is the femininity I received at birth combined with the essence of the divine I was infused with when I rose up to be born again to walk this spiritual path I'm following today. Vina was a name given to me personally, and leaning into this name has given me so much power to move forward in what I do. The more I start to embody the name Vina, the more I attract even more around the essence of the feminine, including things like Egyptian mythology, the cosmic path of the planet Venus, and one of my new favorites, the rose lineage of Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, and Isis. In fact, my journey with Mary Magdalene has been one I've been on since a child, and it's for another episode, but very recently, I realized my middle name, Lene, that name I was given by my maternal grandmother, Lena, is related to Magdalena, a chant we use to cultivate devotion for Mary Magdalene herself. It was no mistake that I was given either of my names, and Vina Lene is the title I now own as a way to be sovereign to myself. When I reclaimed my spiritual name, I reclaimed my power. And although I don't always go by this name, I'm, I'm still sometimes referred to as Rachel or Mama or Mother Moon or as my husband loves to refer to me, just simply Babe. You know, Vina Lene is interwoven into everything I do. And remember that Mother Moon name? I do still go by this because at least at the time of this recording, Mother Moon Yoga is both a thriving yoga studio and a successfully growing YouTube channel, and I simply cannot walk away from it. Just to be honest, it was where I started. It's my original baby, and everything that I've created in the yoga realm is so important to me that I've made Mother Moon and Mother Moon Yoga part of the Vina Lene umbrella. So just know in the future, whether you hear Vina Lene or Mother Moon Yoga or maybe just Rachel Grant, you're still talking about me. Okay, fam, I think we should pause and take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath in, deep breath out. I'm just checking back in now that you've heard my story or at least bits and pieces of it and now that you know who Vina Lene is or a little bit more about my name and my brand, I want to dive deeper into this podcast. I want to talk about the Follow Your Path podcast, how I came about this channel, and what I have envisioned here for the episodes to come. And don't forget to stick around until the end of the episode where I've got that freebie exclusively for my listeners tuning into this episode one. This is a freebie you are not going to be able to get anywhere else. So make sure you tune in until the end. So who else is Vina Lene? Well, I already mentioned that I'm a yoga teacher and a studio owner. I'm also a prenatal yoga teacher, a baby yoga teacher, a postnatal yoga teacher, and a certified core and pelvic floor rehabilitative specialist. 
<laughs> just to name a few things. I'm an entrepreneur or what I like to call a womanpreneur or woopreneur. I'm a mom, a wife. I'm an energy worker and a light giver. I'm a Reiki practitioner, level two. I'm in tune with the moon and astrology. I consider myself a moon priestess. I'm a guide to help others self-heal, and I'm pretty much into anything new age spiritual or metaphysical. I'm a little bit on the woo-woo witchy weirdo side, just to be honest. And I've been building up a tribe of other spiritual weirdos around me for the past few years to the point that I finally feel confident enough to bring this podcast to you with more courage than fear. I'm not going to lie. I'm still way nervous to be here, but I know it's the right timing. And I have so much already planned for future episodes, so I know my excitement is proof that it's time for me to be here with you. And I have to give a shout out to my soul sister, Mallory, from Beehive Branding, because she has been pushing me to do a podcast for several years now, to which I always said I wasn't ready. Three years ago, I didn't feel like I could host a podcast because what am I going to talk about, right? Um, I felt like I didn't have the right technology. I didn't have any sponsors to support me. By the way, at this time, episode one, I still don't, but I'm here, right? And to be honest, let's, let's digress and talk about the whole ad thing and podcast because sometimes it annoys me to the point that I'll stop listening to a channel if their episodes are filled with ad after ad. You know, I get it. We're all trying to support ourselves and I would be lying if I said I wasn't trying to also monetize this channel in this podcast. But one promise I will make to you is you will never get more than two ads from me per episode. And some episodes will have no ads at all, including this one. In fact, I hope to provide a lot of freebies throughout the channel, including one I'm going to give you today at the end of our chat. So make sure that you stick around to the end to get your podcast freebie. Okay, I digress, but I just wanted to say thank you in advance, whether you ever actually buy anything affiliated with me or you just simply show your love through listening, downloading, and leaving reviews. I appreciate every bit of the support. And I also appreciate the support of my dear sister, Mallory, who I have to give a big thank you to for continuing to push me and make me make this podcast actually finally happen. So I want to take a moment to talk about why I chose my birthday to launch this podcast. It's a simple answer. I believe in signs. And I have been blasted like crazy with signs to do this podcast now. Specifically, I'm talking about numerology. And for the past year and a half now, I've been seeing the number 1014 everywhere. Now, October 14th, 1014 is my birthday. And I've been seeing 1014 a.m. and p.m. on the clock. I've been seeing videos that are 10 minutes and 14 seconds long, or I pause a video and it stops at 10 minutes, 14 seconds in. I'll go to buy something. It'll be $10.14. Just lots and lots of numerological signs around 1014. 
And I mentioned this has been going on for a little over 18 months now. And a year ago when I started seeing 1014, I actually thought the message was telling me it was time to conceive my second child. And after three months of trying, my husband and I were successful. I said, this is a sign we're supposed to start getting pregnant. Um, We did. And then 12 weeks into the pregnancy, one week before my son's second birthday, I found out the baby didn't grow past six weeks and never developed a heartbeat. And I went through my second pregnancy loss on April 11th, 2021, exactly two years to the day that I had given birth to my son. And You know, I I mentioned this not to bring up sadness again. I really just want you to know about my whole journey here in this first episode, and I will put a whole episode towards this loss. But a few months after that experience, I did realize that it was all a blessing because I desperately needed to cleanse my body, including my liver and uterus, of a parasite infestation. Yes, I had received a parasite infestation without knowing it back in my India trip four years prior. And it had caused me to probably experience my pregnancy loss, but it was necessity for me to get back in tune with myself and my wellness, to get back in touch with my uterus, a vital piece of my feminine essence. Remember, I had kind of ignored the world of the feminine for a while and I had gotten back into it a little bit at this point, but not to the deep point that I was before. So I just want to bring this up and I want to mention that I, you know, I did go through this second loss. And it kind of brought up this karmic loop of questioning everything in my life again. You know, why was I seeing 1014? Why was that sign there showing me what I thought it was true? I thought that I was supposed to get pregnant. Obviously, that didn't work out. You know, was I really supposed to get pregnant again? Was I ever going to get pregnant again? At the time of this recording, I don't know the answers to that. I'm still going through my cleansing and my detox process. But even if I know nothing about my future conception process, I do know when it comes to the answer, I'm just going to hold myself in the space of in-between. I'm going to look for further insight. I'm going to call on my spirit guides and I'm going to dive deep into my intuition so that I make the right decision. And it's funny because even despite my loss, I continued to see 1014. And you see, I finally came to the point that the dream had been misinterpreted because as much as I would have absolutely loved to have been getting close to giving birth to another child right now around this time because I know that she, and I know that she was a she, she would have been born around this time. I know that the universe had a different idea for me. It wanted me to bring a dream for it into this world that I had had for a while, but it, it wasn't the child, the second child that I had dreamed of. It was something else I had written on my vision board and almost completely forgotten about in my process to become pregnant again. You see, about six months ago, I had written down the dream of starting a podcast on my vision board. Around the Lionsgate portal this year, it was about six months ago, my Leo rising self, shout out to all my Leos out there, 
I decided to write down a six-month goal to start a podcast. And I had no idea really when for sure or how I was going to do it. But I just got confirmation a few weeks ago that I was supposed to launch it now. 10-14 on my birthday. I was contemplating this whole podcast thing. I was trying to decide um, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go from here, and I decided to tune into another kind of womanpreneur, woopreneur that I follow, and her podcast that she had recently taken a break from and come back to, and I had never listened to any of her episodes, so I thought, well, now is the time to dive in for a little bit of research, and I went to her very first episode, and Guess when she launched her podcast? 1014. Another confirmation from the universe. <laughs> so here I am on 1014, on October 14th, on my 38th birthday, launching my podcast, the Follow Your Path podcast, reintroducing myself to the world as Vina Linnae. And on this episode one, I am making another one of my dreams come true. I want to wrap up today's episode by taking some time to explain what I've envisioned for this channel. When I was talking to my soul sister Mallory about this, I even said out loud, I just want this podcast to be unique, to be a little different from the others. And I'm still going to pop in here with the usual format of solo episodes and having regular guests on the show, but I also want to use this channel to provide everything I have to offer from the world of divination, from this perspective of the divine and all of what the metaphysical and the spiritual worlds have to offer. So I'm going to be dropping in on a regular basis to explain current and upcoming astrological insights. You'll be able to listen to recordings of my live virtual moon circles if you don't catch the live streaming videos. I'll also be releasing episodes solely divided to guided relaxation practices. So if you're a yogi, you're going to really love this. You're going to get guided breath work, guided meditations. You're also going to get guided yoga flows every month. So you can just pop in your headphones and do a yoga practice without needing a video to follow. And of course, I do plan to do plenty of episodes to share my own journey through shadow work, through self-healing, through my spiritual journey. I'm going to put it all here in this podcast world for you. So as I said in my intro, the journey of healing comes through in a variety of ways. Some topics I offer on this channel might completely resonate with you and others might not be your jam and that's okay. It's why I wanted to provide so many options. I wanted to make sure that you could have the opportunity to seek out your own path. My intention is to simply provide the spiritual breadcrumbs you need to continue to help you find your way. So I'm curious, tribe, have you gone through an identity crisis? Have you struggled to be proud of a name that carries family wounds? Have you been gifted a spiritual name? 
I want to read all about it. I would love for you to leave me a comment in the reviews or send me a message on social media at Vina Lene. That's V-E-E-N-A-L-E-N-A-E. Now it's time for that freebie I mentioned more towards the beginning of this episode. I want to give you a guided meditation practice today. And for tuning into this episode, I'm going to give you an exclusive download of the recording of this meditation so you can use it anytime you need to. I'm not going to give this away anywhere else for free. So this is just for all of you listening in as a thank you for supporting me on episode one of my podcast venture. Going along with the theme of this podcast, this is going to be a meditation to help strengthen your solar plexus energy center, also known as Mani Pura. This chakra is responsible for helping you to find confidence to be who you really are. Now, before we get started, I have to throw in that disclaimer to set aside this practice until later if you are driving or doing anything else that requires your focus and attention. Meditations are meant to help us move away from the external world, so if you need to pay attention to what you're doing right now on this earthly plane, that's totally cool. Just come back to this point in the episode when you can provide more of your undivided attention. Let's get started with the meditation. If it feels comfortable, place your hands on your belly, either interlacing or resting wherever feels most natural. Begin to soften your belly and allow that sensation of softening to start radiating from your belly to the rest of your body. Relax your heart and your hips, your chest and shoulders, your glutes and thighs, your neck and head. Relax your ankles, feet, and toes and finally relax all of the muscles in your face close your eyes tune into your body feel your body relaxing deeper and deeper as you breathe notice the connection of your body to your breath Notice how when you soften your body, you create more room for your breath. Keep relaxing your body. Continue deepening your breath. And send your breath all the way down into your belly or maybe even beyond. Notice how it feels to breathe into your belly. Is it challenging or is it easy? Does breathing into your belly distract you or does it come naturally? Every experience is normal. Everything you experience is okay. Continue to practice this meditation without judgment. Simply invite in the experience and what it has to offer you. Now take a deep 
deep breath and let go with your exhale. Really sink in now. As you soften your body and deepen your breath, you also soften your awareness to the outer world and you deepen your ability to listen and feel from within. As you breathe and relax and tune within, ask yourself this question, who am I? Notice what comes up right away. Notice what titles and labels you give yourself when you ask the question, who am I? Notice how you feel when you ask this question, who am I? Maybe you bring up your role as a spouse or a parent, or maybe you refer to your professional title Maybe you refer to your name or something else. Keep noticing what comes up when you ask, who am I? Now, can you move beyond the labels? Can you get more descriptive? When you ask yourself, who am I? Can you answer with, I'm happy, mellow, anxious, peaceful, confident, wavering, etc. Let's switch this who am I question around to a statement instead. Instead of asking yourself, who am I? Notice what comes up after you say the words, I am. I am, I am, fill in the blank, keep completing the sentence, keep noticing what comes up a little longer, I am, I am strong, I am confident, I am beautiful, I am light. Notice what comes up when you say, I am. How do you want to finish the sentence? And maybe now start to interweave in that other question of who am I? Amongst all of those I ams. Who am I? I am fill in the blank. Who am I? I am. Who am I? I am. Start to notice your body again. Feel your hands on your belly. Feel your belly softening if anything tightened up. Send deep breaths down into your belly and maybe beyond nourishing your solar plexus region to create more space. Let that opening of your belly and that sensation move throughout the rest of your body. Feel the top of your head opening and the tip of your toes.
Feel your whole body opening to the point where you meet in the center with your belly and heart. Feel yourself soften and open completely. Before you open your eyes, simply bring more awareness to the world around you. Notice what sounds you hear. Notice any smells or maybe just feel the ground beneath you. Before you open your eyes, take your hands off your belly and rub them together. It's bringing in some friction and heat now. And then when you're ready, place your cupped hands over your closed eyes. Slowly blink your eyes open into your hands, adjusting back to the light, back to the external world, and then gently remove your hands off your eyes. Welcome back to the present moment. How do you feel? How do you feel when it comes to your identity or how you label yourself? How did the meditation go? Did you notice your identity shifting the more you softened into yourself? Or did you change the way that you labeled yourself the more you began to relax and breathe? Again, I would love to hear about your experience. I would love to hear about your meditation in the review of the show. You can leave a comment, or if you want to be more private, you can always reach out to me on social media at Vina Lene. And you can also find me at my website, venalene.com. But I would love to hear from you, however you want to reach out. Let me know who you are. How do you identify? in this wild, wild world. So thank you so much for going on this meditative journey with me. And if you want the exclusive download of that guided meditation, you can get it for free at venalene.com slash podcast freebie. That's V-E-E-N-A-L-E-N-A-E dot com slash podcast freebie that's f-r-e-e-b-i-e and you'll get a free download of the meditation practice we just did so that you can use this anytime you're having an identity crisis and anytime you just really need to open up your solar plexus region and relax Thank you so much for tuning in to my very first episode and supporting me in this initiation into the podcast world. This is an exciting venture for me, and I look forward to sharing so much more in the episodes to come. I hope today's message served you. Until next time, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace. May we all feel love. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu, and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Sending you all the good vibes. Blessed be. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. 
As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online, depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media. So thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.